That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. Here we go, And welcome back to Fuck You, We Like the Bengals. I'm your host, Alex Schubert. Uh, Lloyd Johnson is out this week, but we have a a special guest. Um, Since we're roasting the Broncos this week, I thought we'd get a a comedian from Denver. Big Broncos fan. Absolute badass in the Denver scene. Brant Tobler. How are you doing, man? I'm good, man. I'm good. And I am the biggest Bronco fan, so I'm I'm glad to be on with you. Absolutely, dude, because I remember I went to Denver like a couple months ago and Got to do some cool shows, and we linked up at um, one of my favorite clubs I've ever been to, which is Comedy Works. And we linked up, yeah. talked a little bit of sports, a lot of comedy, and I'm just honestly happy to be happy to have you on. And honestly, when I was in Denver, I was like planning, like my last night there, I was already planning my next trip back. Yeah, yeah. we should have came this weekend for the game. Oh, uh, yeah, I'm, uh, I'm going to Chicago this weekend. I got some well, shit. Well, you don't want to – that's better than coming here to see him get beat anyway, so you can just watch him lose Very in Chicago. <laughs> I've actually already uh, – I've been to Mile High Stadium this year. I watched the Broncos put up uh, – uh, make the Jets put up a goose egg. Yeah, we've had, uh, we've had our moments this year. It's been a roller coaster ride, but we'll yep. see. I, I still don't think we're that good, but – so this is, a t- this is a big game this week, so I'm excited. It is, and especially for the Bengals because it's like you lose last week to the you lose this week to the 49ers in a for my for my money heartbreaker. I know yeah, it was you're probably thrilled about it. No, heartbreaking because it lost me my money. So <laughs> <laughs> I was in Vegas doing shows, and I and I bet the Bengals, and uh, they should have won. They they fell apart. You were at um, you were at Brad Garrett's club. I just saw. I was at Brad Garrett's all week, so it was awesome. To uh, Brad Garrett's the best, and it was a long week though in Vegas nine nine shows. But I was looking forward to Sunday because I went to the Superbook at Westgate, and they had all the games on. And uh, luckily, I had a pretty good day gambling. Besides the Bengals loss, so uh, it was a good it was a good trip. Nice, because I like with Brad Garrett's like they put you on the marquee at the M- is it like the marquee at the MGM or something. Yeah, yeah, it's in the MGM. So it's he takes such good care of you. He's he is uh he's probably the nicest celebrity I've ever met. He's just a really? really good dude. So that does not surprise me. That dude yeah. like I've never like seen it as like a club that's like our level, but at the same time, like Brad it's accessible to like comics at like your level. Like I've seen Dave Landau there every now and then and Yeah, yeah. He's great. I opened for Dave Landau last time he was there. He's it's uh you know, Brad just treats us so well. We're you know, it's, he's not a lot of the club bookers are awful, and he's uh, he's just a really good dude. So it's he takes good care of you. I mean, it's crazy. Every time you go, he'll he'll text you. And I remember the first time, I just got a weird number. He's like, "Hey, this is Brad Garrett. You know, just wanted to thank you for doing my club. If you need anything at all, reach out." And uh, he's just the nicest guy, man. He he's a pleasure to work for. If every club was like that, it'd be a lot more fun in this business. Yeah. But most clubs, unfortunately, are the opposite. <laughs> yeah, because like with Go Bananas, especially like. I love everyone there to death. Like that club and a lot of clubs, like some, some bookers are just like, some of them are psychopaths. Yeah. A lot you, of them. You've been to go bananas, right? Yeah. I loved it. Though, isn't right. it new? Didn't they redo it or something? It's been a couple, they it's been re- probably seven, eight years. They redid it. It's been redone and it looks fantastic. And the club's up and running. Like they had Sean Patton there last weekend. That's awesome. He was a he's monster. one of my favorites. He's a monster. 
Um, yeah, he's great. So Denver, like, there's been a lot of shows out there, and man, I, I just want to get back to comedy work so bad, and um, just all the bar shows out there, and yeah, it's a really good scene. A lot of people ask me why I left LA. Yeah, and I actually, I was just over LA, but uh, coming here, there's so many shows, and the I mean, Comedy Works to me is the best club in the country outside of New York and LA, and we're just yeah. so spoiled here. When the owner, Wendy, is just great. And uh, you get to work with the best comedians. And yeah. it's just a cool place, you know. I, I mean, it's just a really – we're really lucky to have it here. So, it, it 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 makes it fun to live here. I don't think I'll ever leave. Yeah, and you have, like, two clubs that are, like – like, two – you have two Comedy Works clubs. You have the Denver Underground – or was it the, the Comedy Lounge, is it? Yeah, yeah. There's a bunch of stuff popping up. And, you know, there's shows every night. When I started in Vegas, we had one open mic. Oh God. Uh, nine, nine o'clock on Sunday. So to be where to, to come here and see how far it's come. I mean, you could get up every single night here if you wanted some nights, mm -hmm. multiple times. So yeah, for a young comic, it's a, uh, it's a good place to start. So, and there's a lot of great comics here, so it's a really good scene. And not just young comics, young people. Yeah. Yeah. Like there are people like that I went to high school with, like I linked up with a girl I went to high school with and we hung out and it was just like, they're, it's like young pro town. It's a rising. Yeah. Group. I mean, driving it's from there. the airport, it's Kansas, but yeah. There, it's <laughs> yeah. You can see how good it is from the airport, but you don't really know how good it is. So you get downtown and yeah, it's a good spot, man. I can't, I mean, it has anything you could ever want. So I, uh, I think that's why everyone in the world's moving here, but I don't blame them. I moved here. I, like I said, I got out of LA. And I wasn't sure where to go, and I'm so glad I came here. Absolutely. I mean, so uh, we were talking about this a little bit before the podcast. Um, just trying to come up with topics to talk about, like, because um, I know, and we here at Bucky, we have we hold like no punches. We'll roast anybody. We'll have a good time, and just like we got dark with Henry Ruggs a couple weeks ago, but <laughs> I'm yeah, we had a lot of fun. Fuck the Raiders. Yeah. Well, you know what I'm gonna. I'm going to have to hear it all Sunday because I'm going to the game with uh, the biggest – one of the biggest Bengals fans I know, comedian Mike Turner. <laughs> oh, I know him. So he's, he's coming Arizona out. guy. Yeah, if you know Mike, he usually wears an actual Bengal costume to the game. So we, uh, we're going to the game Sunday. I think his brother John's coming in. So I and it, this, is cool. this is cool for me because the very – my very first Bronco game was a Broncos-Bengals game uh, way back two days before my 20th birthday i mean i'm, I'm old but uh 1997 i saw terrell davis run for 215 yards on your shitty Bengals defense oh, and that was uh, on our way to, on our way to winning the super bowl that's right it was elway and like you guys got the like that was like a pure twilight of elway's career because he hadn't won yeah. a super bowl up to that point and in the last two years of his career two super bowls yep. in what a yep, way to so go out. It was awesome. Awesome game. All the boys. Kajana, Kajana Carter played good for the Bengals. His really? first 100-yard 100 100 yard rushing game. That's, he busted one off. What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have? Or the friends you find along the way? <laughs> Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So what makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more. But you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more. <sighs> the comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car-selling command center, thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. Off for like 79. It was a close game. It was like 21-20 in the third quarter, and then Broncos uh, pulled away 138-20, but... Yeah. To my first time in that stadium was always magical, and and I and you know I root for the Bengals. I like cause, I mean I I, don't, I shouldn't say I root for the Bengals, but I uh, I'm a big Logan Wilson fan because he's a Wyoming boy where I'm from. And yeah, uh, we just lost him for a little bit. So. Yeah, so but he's uh, you know 
us Wyoming guys stick together. And I, I know some guys that coached him and everybody that's had any interaction with him in Wyoming just loves him. So I, I was proud of him and we always root for our Wyoming boys. So it sucks that he's out because he was, he was playing well. So it, it would have been a really cool homecoming. I can't imagine how many people were planning on coming to this game from Wyoming to see him play. So it sucks. He got hurt. Yeah. And, and same with the Josh Allen too. Yeah. yeah. Well, you know, the Broncos have been so bad the last couple of years that a lot of Wyoming people have uh, just started becoming Bills fans. So they, they jumped on the Bills bandwagon. They might be falling off right now, but uh, there's a lot of Bills fans around here. I mean, the, the sad part was Wyoming, I mean, the Broncos could have drafted Josh Allen and uh, honestly should have. We, we took Bradley Chubb instead of Josh Allen, but uh, yeah. And it's easy in hindsight because Bradley Chubb hasn't really done much, but uh, if John, he right, if Josh but if he got hurt. Yeah, but if Josh Allen was here, it would be a it would be a different story. But who, have to who knows for America's quadruple A quarterback? Ugh, we've had so many. ever since I moved back. I living in LA. I just miss coming to games and stuff. And I've moved back, and ever since I've been here, they have sucked. So maybe it's my fault. <laughs> the good news is I, I, I've been every pretty much every game I go to, they suck. So it's yeah. good news for all you Bengals fans that I'll be there on Sunday because uh, I might be the I might have the worst luck lately with these Broncos. It's I mean it's a while. I mean it's going to be a good game because um, what's the Broncos record right now? I'm not really sure. I think we're seven and six. I think we're both. Broncos and Bengals are seven and six, so I think this yep. is. I think whoever wins this game will, will make the playoffs. So, yep, it's a big determiner, and the Broncos have like because going into Mile High Stadium, like I didn't realize that like fans will fuck with the opposing team because I didn't know that like every time someone in, uh, throws an incomplete pass, Brant, what's the tradition? Every time someone drops a pass, the whole seventy-seven thousand fans yell "Incomplete." Yes. We're, we're, we're much drunker. I'm not drunk right now, but it's, uh, yeah, we have an incredible home field advantage. I mean, I think we have one of the best fan bases. I'm, I'm obviously biased, but I mean, we've sold, I think we still have the record for the continuous record of most sell, uh, sellouts in a row. And like to get season tickets here, I'm on a wait list of like 17 years or something. So it's just, really? the, the Bronco fans are incredible. So, and we've had, we were spoiled because we had such a good run, but uh, these last couple of years have been tough. I, I read today, like we have the longest streak with, I forget who else, but five years, besides the Jets, I think five years since we've uh, been to the playoffs. And that's just, that's unacceptable around here because we were, in Super Bowl after Super Bowl and AFC Championships for so many years, so it's been rough lately. But we just need a quarterback. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not a Teddy Bridgewater guy at all. I've I've called him America's quadruple A quarterback for the past three years. I love it. You're accurate. So I mean, we have the buzz around here is we're hoping to get. I mean, ideally we we want Aaron Rodgers, but there's a lot of talk about Russell Wilson now. But we got to do something because we have so much talent on offense, and this defense is is still pretty tough. So, well, I think we're just a quarterback away from having a real shot. Plus, we're in the division with two of the best young quarterbacks. I mean, we got Mahomes and Herbert for the next ten years. Yeah. We got to do something. We can't be bringing Teddy Bridgewater to the table. And Derek Carr is a decent veteran. Yeah, he's all right, but we never worry about the Raiders. <laughs> we're we're much more worried about the Chiefs and and these Chargers. Yeah, the Raiders suck. They'll always suck. Yeah, they lost pretty much their whole team in a month. Yeah, well, I say that, then they came in and kicked our butt after firing their coach. So, oh yeah. But uh, we we you know we like to assume we're a, a different level of football around here than those shitty Raiders. <laughs> But yeah, so I was getting at this earlier, but like you guys had a you guys had a somber week in uh, yeah Denver, Colorado, with the the unfortunate passing of a player that I liked for a long time. God, God rest, God rest his soul, Demarius Thomas. Yeah, it was. Uh, I'm glad I wasn't at the game because I would have been bawling. It was a really emotional game, and DT was you know he's he's a legend around here. Everybody loved him. You, you know. I'm sure you saw all the tributes all week, but everybody, uh, everybody here just loved him. He, he he was very well liked in the city and did so much for the city. And they have uh, my friends that all went to the game said there was a couple tributes that were like the the opening play when they sent out ten people and got the yeah. uh, got the penalty. And it was class of the Lions to uh, not accept it. But when Justin Simmons made that interception and ran over, put the ball on the 88, just 
but I just lost it. I was like, oh, it was uh, it's it was tough, man. It's crazy. I, you just, I mean, I just didn't think it would affect me. I was like, I was just a dude I met one time, didn't know him. Oh, anything, you met him but, too? Yeah, yeah. He was because I do uh, I used to do Brandon Marshall's. I would do a comedy at Brandon Marshall, the linebackers uh, charity event every year. Okay. So all the Broncos, all the Broncos would come. So, and, you know, I just got to meet him just after a show, just quick and passing, but he was super sweet. And like I said, oh, everybody I've heard about him. Yeah. I have some friends that know him well that uh, uh, really, you could tell it really affected him. So it was just tough, man. These, the Bronco fans, they stick together and he, I mean, he's probably the best wide receiver we've ever had. So. You know, he, he he gave me some good moments. That, that yeah. Tebow touchdown against the Steelers, they still say is the loudest that stadium's ever been. So, And I've been saying this all week. I know this is a Bengals podcast, so we don't talk about Demarius Thomas much, but anyone who beats the Steelers in the playoffs deserves <laughs> all the love on a Bengals podcast. That's right. That's right. We appreciate it. We did it for you guys. No, you did it for <laughs> you guys. But Well, we did it. But Tebow did it for the Lord. It was Tebow. Yeah, yeah. Tebow did it for the Lord. Demarius did it for us. And then uh we ran out of magic the next week against the Patriots. Not even not even the Lord stopped Tom Brady back then. So but it was that that is a, a season we'll never forget around here. It was it was uh, full of Tebow magic, which is actually insanely fun. Yeah. And he was like People thought like you guys, you guys reached for him in the draft, which honestly, like you might have. Who Tebow? Yeah, yeah, we definitely did. <laughs> we definitely did, but uh, it was fun, man. I mean, it's weird now, and then it didn't work out. But that that one year, I'll never forget that year. As far as, I mean, I obviously the years when Super Bowls were the best, but that year was was so much fun. <laughs> it just felt like magic in the city and. Yeah, we would just – The defense won the what? Super Bowl for you guys uh, that one time, and then – Yeah, against Carolina. Yeah, they uh, – our poor Peyton was uh, was getting – he wasn't the old Peyton, and the old Von Miller saved us. That, that, that defense was incredible. Yeah, and Von Miller – I mean, like, you guys lost Von Miller too, but, like, Von Miller, I think, like, when he left to, like, get traded to the Rams, apparently he was, like, saying goodbye to people. Like, he – like went up to literally everyone in the stadium yeah. and was just like very just you know, like, uh, sentimental about it. Yeah. You know, that one wasn't as hard as you would think because we just all love Mon and we were at the, that point in the season. I mean, we still aren't like Super Bowl contenders. Honestly, I want us to lose out and get better draft picks. Cause we're just not, I mean, we could get to the playoffs and lose that first game, but, and I catch a lot of shit for this, but I'm like, I'm a Bronco. They're like, you want the Broncos to lose? I'm like, yeah, I'm a Bronco fan. And I'll be a Broncos fan for the rest of my life. So let's get back to winning. Yeah. I don't need to go 10 and eight or whatever, nine and eight this year. And then get beat in the first round. I'd rather get a pick we can trade for like Rogers or Russell or somebody and, and get back to AFC championship Super Bowl games. I'm, I'm not, I'm in it forever. I don't. So I wouldn't mind actually losing. I'll, I'll root for the Bengals this week. If, uh, <laughs> if, if that's what my bets say, honestly, I'll be rooting for my money. <laughs> that's all, um, yeah, uh, and speaking of betting, we are going to hear from our sponsors real quick at my bookie. Thanks, Alex. Let's hear from our sponsor at my bookie. Wilder versus Fury, Mayweather versus Pacquiao, electric personalities that produce big fights and even bigger opportunities for betting. This Saturday, Jake Paul and Tyron Woodley will be no different, so don't miss out on the action. Bet the fight with MyBookie. MyBookie has the best odds and prop bets for Paul Woodley the sequel, and you can start by doubling your initial deposit all the way up to $1,000 using promo code SPORTSDRINK. That's double your initial deposit to double your funds and double the excitement for Paul Woodley the sequel at MyBookie. As much as we'd all love to see Jake Paul eat canvas, he's looked strong in previous matchups. And with Woodley taking the fight on short notice, all the odds are in Paul's favor. Back the problem, child, to win this rematch as he's sure to be the favorite. Don't miss out. Double your first deposit up to $1,000 by using promo code SPORTSDRINK. Head to MyBookie today. Place your bets. 
Fill your pockets and watch this grudge match get settled with Paul versus Woodley 2. Bet anything, anytime, anywhere with my bookie. And we're back with Brant Tobler, uh, Denver comedian, giant Broncos fan. Uh, so we're talking about um, your, kind of, your kind of experiences as a Broncos fan. What's your best moment, like, besides like the whole Demarius Thomas, what's the best moment you've had in person as a Broncos fan? Like, Man, that's tough. You know, honestly, that first game, that first time at Mile High was so – was probably the best just because I dreamed of going there. You know, I watched every game as a kid and then to go that first time. But I went to the very last game at Mile High Stadium – uh, and I and we they had the legendary South stands and when that game ended we beat the 49ers and everybody just started ripping apart the stadium so I, I have like my <laughs> seat I pulled up the bleachers so I have that and then I flew back for the very first game in the new stadium in Invesco which uh, we beat the Giants on Monday Night Football but that game always comes with the history because I went to bed that night and I woke up the next day and it was 9-11. So that was crazy. Oh. I was stuck in Denver. So that was, that was an incredible moment. Um, you know, I, I flew back for, for Manning's first game, which was the uh, first game they beat the Steelers. And, I mean, just to have Peyton Manning, was that was awesome. I've had two what could have been incredible experiences. I went to Super Bowl against the Seahawks. Oh, oh uh, shout out to comedian Jeff Dye. Got us tickets. And I was best seat I'll ever have in my entire life. Two rows back at the 50 yard line behind the Seahawks bench. And I flew all the way out there. Jeff Dye's a huge Seattle fan. And I was like, how am I going to be respectful when the Broncos, I want to enjoy this, but not be disrespectful to my friend that brought me to the Super Bowl. And then obviously that went bad. And then the following year I had uh, my friend, Aaron is the head was one of the, head photographers for the Denver Post so he shoots the Broncos so he let me tag along with him the day Peyton Manning was breaking the all-time record uh passing record and then he broke the record in the first quarter then he threw like three interceptions and that's the first time he got benched so I had (laughs) I had I mean I was standing he took this incredible shot when Peyton is like looking over his shoulder and he realizes he's getting benched for Roethlisberger it was it was the saddest thing but to be that close was cool, but for just another awful game. So um, that's a lot. To, that's that, that's a lot to answer. It's hard to answer, but honestly, uh, since it is a Bengals podcast, I will I will say that is probably that first time there in the South Stands. Just I mean, as a kid, I watched every single game from Wyoming. <coughs> so to finally be in the stadium was uh, was magical. Yeah, and, and actually, the best game ever is when we won the Super Bowl. Because as a kid. I watched them lose three Super Bowls, and then the the first time we won a Super Bowl is is probably the best day of, of my life up until that's probably the best day of my life, sports wise. So I remember just getting drunk and driving home, which of course is a bad thing, but uh, and just and honking the whole, everyone is just honking. I remember which that. Is like the, the worst thing you can do when you're a drunk driver is honk to draw attention to yourself. Yeah. I, I remember, like, I'm a big baseball fan, too, and when um, – are you, are you a baseball guy at all? Yeah. Um, Jay Bruce, uh, in 2010, hit a home run to clinch the division for the Reds. That was, mm-hmm. like, one of, honestly, one of the best days of my life. And when I left the stadium – I was 18 at the time. So, when I left the stadium, fans were just honking their horns in celebration. Yeah. It was the best. Yeah, it's uh, sports that can break your heart or give you incre- – I have so many incredible memories. So that's why I tell people I, I make all my money to go to sporting events and concerts because uh, the emotion of, of the, the live emotion to me, there's nothing uh, nothing better. Yeah, but um, we had kind of a heartbreaker this weekend for us Bengals fans because – What the fuck happened last week? In overtime, I was there. <laughs> they couldn't pull it off. Uh, and you watched you the whole game. I watched the whole game, and it's rare that when the opening team kicks a field goal, that the other team comes down and actually scores. Those I thought the game was heading for a tie once the Niners kind of got past midfield. I was I, like, I oh, really turn around. If this game ends in a tie, I swear to God. <laughs> yeah, you guys have had a couple overtime games like that this year when I was like, oh. 
These Bengals. But I love your team, man. They're, yeah, I mean, Chase, the Chase draft pick was great. It's easy, again, to stay in hindsight because I know people thought you should have picked other people, maybe an offensive lineman or whatever, but he's been so good. We got the, we got a lot of people got into a real contentious debate about that this offseason. Well, the, some of those people are 100% wrong because I bet there, there's no debate now. No, there's none. Um, and this is – I mean, I've said this last time I'll talk about it, but, like, I was a Panay Sewell guy, but I'm happy we went Chase. And even Panay – even – I'm happy we, we went Chase – even with the the fact that Panay Sewell's actually doing kind of well in Detroit. Yeah. And Kyle I mean, is doing decent in, in uh, Atlanta. So you literally can't go wrong, but the Bengals got the best option, apparently. Yeah. Well, they weren't going to – Pitts was never going to fall that far. But uh, the Sewell one – I mean, Chase would have been rookie of the year if Mac Jones hasn't played well so well lately. So. Yeah. Like, he's a stud. Really he's going to be a stud for a long time. And, and you got your quarterback. You got your wide receiver. That's I do have one beef with fucking Mixon killed my fantasy teams this week. But I can't say that much because he made me the leader. By He's been so great the last three weeks. He's, he's crushed it, so. Yeah. I think your video cut out there. But uh, Oh, there you yeah. go. Yeah. I'm uh, back. Sorry. So, there you go. Um, but, the, the, like, um, Mixon had a couple really, really good weeks. One against uh, yeah. the Steelers. And then teams are like, Teams handle Mixon the same way they handled Chase previously. Because they're like, oh, my God, Mixon's been blowing up, so we got to stuff the box against him. And now in this game, he only had eight, 18 rushes, 58 yards. Not all that good against a good 49ers defense. Yeah. I mean, it's not a bad day, but he was just over 100 scoring touchdowns. I've been so – the last three weeks he's been crushing for me. But hopefully yeah. he took that off, and now he knows how important these fantasy playoffs are for me, and he'll uh... – <laughs> well, that's the thing. I'll, I'll, this Sunday, I'll be there. I don't know what I'll. I mean, I, again, I don't. I guess I'll be rooting for the Broncos because I'm there. But I really don't think we're that good, and uh, so it does us no good. Winning these games does us no good, honestly. But nobody around me wants to hear that shit. So if I, I, with that attitude, I should probably just stay home and watch Red Zone. But there are five, I'll go there drink beer. They're a 500 team. Yeah. They're, but they're just not good. <laughs> I mean, Teddy's just not good, but he's not whatever. He's a stopgap. And any team that signs Teddy Bridgewater, it's the same It's the same thing with Tyrod Taylor. It's like any team that signs yeah. Tyrod Taylor, he's not a long-term solution. Yeah. These guys are good backups. Yeah. But they're, they're great but, backups, mediocre starters. Yeah. But in this league, you got to have a start. I mean, you got to have a start, starting quarterback. Yeah. There's no more days of, like, Flacco with the Ravens or Trent Dilfer with the Raiders defense. Or I mean, defense is important, but this game has become so much more offensive now that you've you got to be able to score. Yeah, and score a lot of points and pass yep. the yards and score fast. And that's what the Bengals yeah. did in the fourth quarter with – they were down 20-6, to six, and then Joe Burr had an incre- – that's what I've been calling him recently. I love it. It was a TikTok thing. Joe Burrow had a very good game and an incredible fourth quarter. Yeah. He's, yeah, he's a stud, man. He's, you guys got the – he's great. If he can stay healthy, he's done better about – I was scared, you know, when he was running. He's fearless when he runs, but he's got to have a little more fear. <laughs> yeah. Especially, like, would you have that same mentality if he hadn't had his knee shredded last year? Yeah, well, I think – I mean, I just think you got to think long-term. And you only you save those for, like uh, – I mean, it's hard for me to say you don't want your quarterback to run because the biggest play in Bronco history is when Elway sprinted and got that first down to and win that, us that, that first Super Bowl. The say. helicopter, I mean, that one, that'll make me cry. If, if it came on right now, I'd start crying. But uh, that's the best That's the best play of all time. But tell them to save save those big runs for the, for the Super Bowl, not uh, – Yep. Third quarter when you're up by 17 against the Steelers. Yeah. And I know the competitive, it's hard to shut off the competitive edge, but he's got to think long-term because he is so good and you just don't want him to get hurt. Because I don't even know who's your backup. I don't even know who your backup is. It's one of your former guys. Who? Brandon We've had a lot. Brandon. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, well, you could have given me 50 guesses. I wouldn't have got that. We had so many bad quarterbacks the last five years. Ugh. 
Yep. Brandon Allen's our backup. Ryan Finley was our third stringer. I'm not even sure who our third stringer is at this point. It's just Burrow and Brandon Allen. Hopefully Brandon Allen never sees the field. He he was okay last year. He had a, like, one of the worst games I've ever seen against the Ravens last year, week 17. Yeah. Yeah. These guys are spot duty. They're not meant to start games. No. They're meant to, like you said, uh, plug the gap. And that's what backup quarterbacks are. They're game managers. Yeah. They're meant to just not make sure shit doesn't go wrong. But Burrow. That's what we have have for a starting quarterback. (laughs) That fourth quarter was just – I mean, as someone who was in the stadium, it was just – the energy was insane. It's just Burrow proving he has ice in his veins as a a quarterback, getting the ball to – in some really tight windows to chase. Yeah. He's a stud, man. He is a stud. You guys are lucky to have him. Yeah. I mean, like, I'm not sure if the quarterbacks that are coming out this year, it's like – I'm not even sure if the Broncos will get one. It's just like that guy from Pittsburgh who did that fake slide. Yeah. We don't – I mean, there's – we don't want we, – we, we, we're aiming so high around here. I mean, if we don't get Rodgers or Russell, it'll be heartbreak. And even – We don't want – and even Rodgers is kind of a stopgap because he's in his late 30s. He's no way he's – I mean, he's obviously not the long-term solution. Well, yeah, but we just want to do him like a rental like we did Peyton, you know. Yeah, that's true. That's all we want. We were hoping he'll follow the Peyton, come in, be great for three years, maybe get a Super Bowl, lose one, get a Super Bowl, win one. I mean, we just want to be back. We just we we're just spoiled. Bronco fans are little bitches. We had it so good for so long. I mean, we were just consistently always there. When Pat Bowen, our owner, was alive, you know, he just he didn't want mediocrity. We never we weren't ever eight and eight. So this is uh He never years wanted rebuilding year. Yeah, we yeah, we didn't rebuild. We just restocked and that was and then we got even the, when it looked like we were gonna have to rebuild, we get Peyton, which was a miracle, and then uh and then we were better than ever. I mean, those years were – having Peyton was, you know, Peyton's the king around here. Well, Elway's the king, and Peyton's 1A, 1B. <laughs> yeah, and then I, I – like, because when I went to Mile High, I saw Manning jerseys everywhere. Uh, yeah, he's still big in the community. I mean, he, he played all that time in Indianapolis, but he's a Denver guy. He's Bronx. I mean, he lives here. He'll always be here. Oh, he lives there now? Yeah, yeah, he's, he's here. Every Monday night, he films out here. I mean, he's a Denver guy. No, I did not know that. Yeah. I drive by his house all the time, hoping he'll be outside wanting to talk to me, but he just never is. It's weird. He's very busy. Have you met Peyton Manning before? No, and he's the one on my list. I haven't because, uh, you know, I met Elway a couple times. Elway's my guy from a kid, and then Elway came to a show, which was so cool during the pandemic to know Elway's sitting in the audience watching, but – uh. I've been close to Peyton, but he's like the president. I he, I went to a Dirks Bentley concert. He's like really good friends with Dirks, and uh, I had all access backstage. And I asked Dirks, I said, "Hey, where's Peyton?" He goes, "He'll be here in like 15 minutes." And then when Peyton came, he even though I had all access, I could go anywhere. I was, I was with Dirks Bentley at his concert. I still couldn't get to Peyton. Really? We were side stage. They moved us to the other side. They're like, hey, it's a little too packed over here. And I looked around. I was like, it wasn't packed at all. And I knew they were bringing Peyton in. And then, uh, you know, they bring Peyton out on stage. So then I, I didn't even watch the last two songs. I went backstage to try to get up to him. And then uh, he's just too – he's too elusive. He, he, I mean, I get it. He's, he's the king around here. If he goes anywhere, it's, it's a big thing. So I see him at Nuggets games and stuff a oh. lot. But I haven't got the chance to talk to him. Nice. Uh, some more stats from the game. Uh, we'll get back to it. Uh, leading receiver for yardage for the Bengals was T. Higgins. He's kind of popped off for the last few weeks. Five receptions, 114 yards. Other guys for the Bengals, Jamar Chase, five, reception, or five receptions, 77 yards. Those two clutch touchdowns. C.J. Uzama, four receptions, 56. Tyler Boyd, 455. It just got down to that overtime period where the Bengals just could not for the life of them, contain George Kittle. Yeah, and he's obviously, like, one of the best tight ends in the yeah. league. And I think they tried everything they could, but Kittle just find a way to either get himself open in the middle of the field or make that acrobatic catch. He just proved he's one of the best tight ends in the league. If he had Yeah, they said, they said he uh, passed 
Kelsey, I think I think he passed Kelsey in yards and catches, and he's officially right now tied in the the number one tight end in the league. So he was so good. I mean, he they, they're such a different team without him. Earlier in the year when they didn't have him and they just looked like crap, and now if I'm in the NFC, I'd be rooting. I'd rooting for them to. I wouldn't want to see them in the playoffs. They look like they're going to be tough. No, and then Debo Samuel, who's finally been healthy, and he's been yeah a stud all year. Yeah, there's tough. Yeah. And Brandon Ayuk, who I think is one of the most underrated receivers in the league. Yeah. The game winning touchdown and it was reviewed and but um people were like giving Zach Taylor shit for play calling and all that shit. But also the Bengals, like you can't blame Zach Taylor for two muffed punts and a missed field goal. Yeah. Which prevents the which basically swings the whole game in the Bengals' favor. Yeah, the muff punts are just what you can't have. I mean, you're going to miss a field goal from time. I mean, your, your kicker's been pretty good this year. Yeah. You never want him to miss, but the muff punts are just so – because they're usually, like, in your territory. It's just you're trying to get the momentum back. Those, those, are, the, those are the ones that kill the momentum and change the whole game. Yeah. And that's not even – that's nobody's play call fault. <laughs> yeah. But it's just like sometimes Zach Taylor's the easy person to blame. But yeah, it's we uh, blame our coach out here for everything. I don't know if he'll make it. <laughs> Angio. Yeah, we're these. these uh, they've turned on him. Yeah, uh, I mean, because you guys started out hot. You guys started out like what three and zero, but against like three and zero, literally nobody. Against the worst, so we 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 had that big week four. We all we came in all hyped up after beating three bad teams and then uh the ravens reminded us that we we're still not there yet we need a quarterback yep and you'll get there eventually there's going to be guys coming out there's got to be a quarterback that you're getting within the next couple years because like you guys picked a couple years ago and he hasn't been a guy he's gone we either got to get Rodgers or Russell or we tank for two years so we get the number one pick so we could take Archie Manning. <laughs> That's all we want around That's here. That's right. Give us Archie Manning or give us Peyton or Russell. Yeah. Uh, so, like you said, just overall thoughts on the Bengals and you've kind of given us those. Um, but I think it's, uh, I think it's time for, um, for us to give us – because I know that you're the Broncos – your beloved team. Yeah. And, but there are opponents this week, so we're going to tell some roast jokes about them. Kind of spent all day writing some. I love it. I'm excited to hear them. Hell yeah. Um, but first, we're going to hear from our sponsors, My Bookie, Symbol, and Spotify Green Room. Thanks, Alex. Why well, just had to, co- to record in a restaurant with music? But things got to get done. So we'll talk about my bookie. Wilder versus Fury. Mayweather versus Pacquiao. Electric personalities that produced big fights and even bigger betting opportunities. This Saturday, Jake Paul and Tyron Woodley will be no different. So don't miss out on the action. Bet the fight with my bookie. My bookie has the best odds and prop bets for Paul Woodley, too. And you can start by doubling your initial deposit all the way up to $1,000 using promo code SPORTSDRINK. That's double your deposit to double your funds and double the excitement for Paul Woodley, the sequel, at MyBookie. As much as we'd all love to see Jake Paul eat canvas, he's looked strong in previous matchups. And with Woodley taking this fight on short notice, all the odds are in Paul's favor. Back the problem, child, to win this rematch as he's sure to be the favorite. Don't miss out. Double your first deposit up to $1,000 by using promo code SPORTSDRINK. Head to MyBookie today, place your bets, fill your pockets, and watch this grudge match get settled with Paul versus Woodley 2. Bet anything, anytime, anywhere with MyBookie. And I think Tyron Woodley's stock might rise if he wins this fight against Jake Paul. And if it does, you can head to Symbol. We have a new sponsor that you guys are going to love. Symbol is the stock market for sports that allows you to profit off of your sports knowledge. On Symbol, you can trade sports teams like stocks, and every time your teams win, you earn cash, which is just as good as money. Use your sports knowledge on Symbol to buy low, sell high, and earn cash payouts when your teams win. 
Join these 7,000-plus early adopters who have started to invest in their favorite teams. Visit www.simbull.com to create a free account. And when you deposit, make sure to use the promo code SD to make your deposit risk-free. Visit symbol.com and use the promo code SD and your deposit will be risk-free. That means even if you lose money, Symbol will refund your initial deposit, no questions asked. Join Symbol and start investing and profiting from your favorite teams. And if you want to talk about your favorite teams on some audio-only sports talk platform, I recommend Spotify Green Room. Spotify Green Room is a live audio-only sports talk platform that's free to download and use. You can talk to me, other fans, athletes, and insiders in real time. It's perfect for watch parties, debates, post-game breakdowns, and reacting to breaking news. You can even share your own experiences on the app. Start or, join on, start or join ongoing conversations, watch games together, react to the biggest news, rumors, and games, where you can talk to other fans, insiders, athletes, and executives in real time. All you need to do is download the Spotify Greenroom app free in the iOS App Store, create a profile, link to Twitter, and join the Sports Drink group. Follow us at F-U-W-L-T Bengals to be notified when the room goes live. We'll be going live on Spotify Greenroom at some time at some place. Come with your spiciest takes. And we're back with Brant Tobler, uh, Denver comic, Denver powerhouse, uh, Denver Broncos fan. But we're about to take down your Denver Broncos. I love it. I can't wait to hear any those jokes. <laughs> or you can just give your general thoughts on them sometimes if you don't have any roast jokes. But wait, you got you got the. I don't have any roast jokes. You're uh, just gonna roast them, right? No, I got a bunch of roast jokes written. Oh yeah, I want to hear them. I'm excited. Oh yeah. Um, well, we're gonna start off as we always do here at Fuck You Like the Bengals with the mascot Miles. Miles looks like what John Elway pictures himself as when he looks in the mirror. <laughs> you should have ended with that one. That, that's going to be hard to beat because that's uh, accurate. Yes. He looks like a horse, people. <laughs> yes. Uh, the CEO, Joe Ellis, I don't know if you've seen pictures of him before. Yes. Um, hey, Brand, what do visiting teams drop passes in Denver and Joe Ellis's jawline have in common? <laughs> they're both incomplete there you go they're both incomplete i love it but that president of yours mr john elway oh be careful here he's he's the man oh, be careful all right i uh, all right one is mean one's not uh, no no get him get him in 2019 john elway was once quoted as saying i love drew Locke." but Joe Flacco's the guy, which is a lot <laughs> like a Hollywood director saying, you know, Kevin Spacey is great, but I really want the star of this movie to be Kirk Cameron. <laughs> I would take Kirk Cameron over Drew Locke. Yes, easily. Uh, John Elway uh, in a TMZ article said he'd donate his brain to science after he dies. Meanwhile, he also said he'll donate his teeth to help build Trump's border wall. <laughs> I like it. That's a good one. Thank you. I'll and, tell him when I see him. <laughs> <laughs> and the GM, George Patton. Patton, I think it is. This is a fun one. George Patton looks like an amalgamation of every comedian that started pandering to Republicans to try to become relevant again. <laughs> yeah, that's accurate, for sure. Coaching. We were just talking about him five minutes ago, Mr. Vic Fangio. Uh, <laughs> oh, I'm sorry about this. Uh, Vic Fangio once said that there was no racism in the NFL. You remember when that came out? Yeah. Yeah, the only positive result that statement had was immediately after when John Elway gave him a raise. I'm sorry. Uh, I, I think that's my last John Elway. It is my last John Elway. Jim. No, he's the, you got to get him. He's the king. Yes. But let's move on to that quarterback that we've been talking shit about for the past uh, hour, basically. Five years. <laughs> quarterback. Theodore Bridgewater. 
uh, America's quadruple eight quarterback, Teddy Bridgewater. His name sounds like an Instagram filter. You got, I forget what the other ones are. You got Lo-Fi and you got Teddy Bridgewater. Um, Teddy that, makes you look very, that makes you look very average. <laughs> yes. Teddy has the throwing arm of a man whose only source of hydration during games is Bridgewater. Yeah. <laughs> he is not good. And the backup, like we were talking about earlier, Mr. Oh. Drew Locke, who looks like a combination of every dude who has called the COVID vaccine gay. <laughs> That is true, because I remember last year they got in trouble because they, they didn't follow COVID protocols. We're we'll probably going to get to it, too. We will get to that in a little bit. <laughs> My bad. I got, I got excited. Yes. But for now, let's get to the running backs. Running back. Okay, I lied. This isn't my last John Elway joke. Melvin Gordon. Uh, Melvin Gordon, uh, Broncos running back in dollar store Derek Henry. Melvin Gordon got in a DUI and was said to have reeked of booze. It's the same stench John Elway has every time he drafts a quarterback. True. He's the, and, and he's a legend. He's a legendary drinker around here. So I think that, that one might be accurate. In he's Denver's been known to drink a lot of beer. Legendary drinking town. Yeah. And uh, the backup running back, Javante Williams. Actually, kind of 1B running back. He's been pretty good this year. He's great. Um, Javante Williams looks like a before and after picture of what happens when you get drafted by a team in a state with legal weed. That's a good. I like it. <laughs> well, let's get to those wide receivers. Wide receiver. We're going to start with Jerry Judy. Oh, boy. Um, I found this out. Jerry Judy said people call him Jew for short. (laughs) Have you seen this before? Yeah. Uh, People call him Jew for short, and and he even bought a Star of David necklace and a diamond pendant with Jew on it. Risky joke of the week. He says people call him Jew because of his last name, Judy, and because he bought both of those necklaces with a coupon. (laughs) (laughs) That's a dumb joke. I like and it. Wide receiver two, Cortland Sutton, who looks like ex- LL extremely uncool, Jay. <laughs> and then uh, wide receiver three, Mr. Tim Patrick. Who Tim has, boy. Who has Be Different tattooed on his arm. And he lived up to his Be Different mantra thanks to his incredible ability to actually catch Teddy Bridgewater's passes. <laughs> no one can do that. And speaking of guys you can't catch passes from, Mr. Kendall Hinton. <laughs> so do, I'm, I'm sure you remember that game very well. Yeah, it was awesome. <laughs> And I remember, like, going into that game, like, I texted my friend. you know Billy DeVore, friend of the podcast? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I texted him. I'm just, like, I just started laughing, which I'm, I'm sorry I laughed at your guys' expense. But yeah, we laughed. Dude. It deserved it. It was well-deserved. <laughs> it was very funny, which it was actually one of our former guys, Jeff Driscoll. <clears throat> yeah. Jeff Driscoll tested positive, and every Broncos quarterback was a close contact, so they couldn't play. Because they thought COVID was just gay. Yes. Just like you said. <laughs> you yeah. nailed it. Um, but no, you got Kendall Hinton. Um, this is a little Cincinnati joke, um, so you're probably not going to get it. But Kendall Hinton played quarterback in 2020. Like his name was Teddy Brent Spence Bridgewater. It's notoriously the worst bridge in our city. Oh, <laughs> I had to kind of explain that one to you. Just I, to me. Yep. The Cincinnati me. people know it. The, listen, the listeners get it. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, what was that game like for you? Just like when you saw that Kendall Hinton – had you even – genuine question. Had you even heard of Kendall Hinton no, before that game? No idea. And I'm a huge Bronco fan. I had no idea who he was. I think it was like on the practice squad. I don't – was on the practice we, squad. We have wide receivers. You know, I don't – I mean, I'm a huge fan, but I don't know the practice squad dudes. Yeah. 
Only reason I know the practice squad dudes is because they bang all the chicks out here. And then I'll, I'll meet chicks and be like, and they'll be like, I date one of the Broncos. And I'll be like, okay, who? And they'll be like, number 38. And then I'll go, I've watched every game, every, I don't know who you're talking about. Then I, then I always Google the roster. It's like, oh, these practice squad dudes are running. They're not, they're, they're having a lot of practice out here. They're running through all these women. But I just love these girls are like, I, I I hate to try to bust their bubble, but I was like, you're most of these practice squad guys won't amount to shit. But yeah. he's the exception. He's in the Hall of Fame. Yeah, <laughs> he's a Hall he's of Famer, so he should be doing he should be doing better than these other nerds. Yeah, like I found out. We'll get to this in a couple of weeks, but I found out a friend of mine from college um, banged uh, Kareem Hunt. So I'm like, wow, wow. one of your former that. Yeah, I was like. <laughs> Because a friend of mine brought it up. It's like, you know, I'm not going to say her name on the podcast, but she's like, yeah, she, uh, she hooked up with Kareem. I'm like, I do know who she is, and she was great. But I'm like, that, like props to her. Yeah. Props to leaving without bruises on your face in a hotel. or Yeah. Um, she yeah. survived. Those, those running backs yep. can be brutal sometimes. Yes, they can. I mean, we know that here with Joe Mixon. but Yeah. Your whole division's notorious for it. Uh, I'm trying to think. Mixon, uh, Hunt. I'm trying to think. Ray Rice. Ray Rice. Of That's course. right. I forgot. I don't know why. I mean, it's been a while since Ray Rice was a thing, but yeah. Um, tight Enough talk about running backs. We'll get to your tight end, starting with starting with Noah Fant. Um, this, this could go either way. Um, it's not risky. It, it could just go either way. Due to the fact that he has Teddy Bridgewater as his quarterback, Noah Fant has to go to Noah from the Bible to see what a proper arc looks like. <laughs> yeah, that's good. But Noah Fant stinks, but that's good. Yes. And so he, he's been a bust for us. Yeah. He's had his moments, but. Uh, not lately. Do you think – he was a first-round pick, what, two years ago? Oh, I think three years ago. Maybe three or four. We've had him for a while. He just he, – he was good when he was a rookie. But, man, he's been bad this year. He's, I always say if you need four yards, no fan, we'll get you three yards. And if you need ten yards, no fan, <laughs> there we'll it get is. you three. Um, always. Uh, do you think he would do better with a good quarterback? Well, yeah, probably, but – they, they try to block. I don't know. I think our offensive coordinator sucks too, but I don't know. He just – you see all these other tight ends. We just – I mean, we just had higher hopes because there's so many in pre- – I mean, Waller and Kittle and Hawkinson. I mean, all the Iowa tight ends are better than he is. He just – he's just not that – he's not a good blocker. He doesn't – he drops – he's just been a kind of a disappointment this last two years. Yeah. And – uh Speaking of tight ends, his backup, Albert Okwegbanam. I think I got that right. Uh, Albert Okwegbanam looks like his head gets bigger every time someone mispronounces his name. That's all I got. <laughs> we like Hayes better than Noah. I think he'll stick around and get rid of Noah. Yeah. I think Noah – I think Noah Fan will kind of have like an Eric Ebron-like career. Where he yeah. Like- He's mediocre with his original team, goes to a team with a good quarterback, and actually does well, and it'll just it'll just exist. Yeah, I think the defense maybe if he exists. If he was here when like Peyton was here, I mean Peyton made Julius Thomas famous. I don't ever know what happened to Julius Thomas. Forgot about that. Julius Thomas was so good. Yeah, and then he left here and no one's ever seen him since. He's on a milk box around here. He's stuck in Jacksonville. Yeah, I don't. He, I don't know if he ever played after even that. But yeah, he owes Peyton. Oh yeah, he owes Peyton a big debt of gratitude. A little part of his signing bonus. Yeah, but I know they're your team. But Brant, I think we got him pretty good. You got him. Those are good jokes. You, you, those are good jokes. Thank you. We've been. Doing, I mean, very well written. Thank you. It's it's uh it's I mean we do it literally every week and I, I literally wrote all of these today, so those are good. Thank you. It, it you gets, got, you what's up? I said you got a future as a, a roast joke writer. I hope so. It's 
it gets Call exhausting. Jeff Ross. It gets exhausting <laughs> when you do it every single week, and you just have to come. It's good up. practice, especially when you roast the Steelers, Ravens, and Browns, because you're just like I've roasted the Steelers eight times now, and I'm tired. <laughs> I also did want to point out. Um, I'll point this out later. Oh, I forgot, but it's irrelevant. It was a, one of my favorite jokes I ever wrote was Elijah Wilkinson, your offensive tackle. Mm-hmm. I said he looks like Chance the competitive eater, which was one of my favorite jokes. <laughs> he looks dead. Oh, no, he's a, he's a bear now. My bad. But, but I forgot about that. But, Brant, let's get into some predictions and bullshit. Let's um, do it. Predictions and bullshit. This is uh, – I think this will be a close game. It's a 4 p.m. game, if I'm not mistaken. Yep. 4 p.m., 2 p.m. your time. Yep. So, I think this will be a fun one to watch. Uh, I think it could be a potentially low-scoring game. It could be a game that, um, depending on how the Bengals' front seven plans to play, it could be dominated by Melvin Gordon and Javante Williams. What do you think? It could. I mean, I, I think we're – that's our strong point. They, I mean, this week they looked great. So, for us to win, I think that that that's uh, that would be one of the keys for us to win. I think our defense is great, and I'm really looking forward towards this uh, matchup between Sertan and Chase. That was going to be a great matchup because that's both of the future of both franchises. We, uh, I mean, he's been so good, and so has Chase. So, I mean, our they'll probably be both get second in offensive defensive rookie of the year. So, I'm really looking forward to that matchup, but. Uh, yeah, I, I, I got to think for us to succeed, we got to have the running game going and, and slow down your running game and then yeah, hope, hope Burrow doesn't become magical. Yeah, I mean, defensive player, rookie of the year and maybe even defensive player of the year is probably going to Micah Parsons at this point. Yeah, he's been great. He's been insane. He's been great. But, Which is crazy because we could have had him. We both could have had him. I – I'm good with what I'm good with our choice. I, I think I like Sutan for a while, so yeah. Parsons's been good, but to have a lockup cornerback in a league full of incredible wide receivers. And in a division full of good wide receivers. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. And Keenan Allen and whoever decides to show up for the Raiders. Yeah, they'll have they'll always have somebody fast, so he'll he'll be good for us for years to come. Yeah. But Man, this will be a, this will be a close game. Um, I say my prediction is Bengals two hundred forty-two, Broncos <laughs> seven. All right, then I'm betting the over. Uh... <laughs> the player of the game is going to be for the Bengals. I think it's going to be Joe Mixon. That's uh, good fancy. Um. For, he's going to have, to help Brand Tober's fantasy team, he's going to have 26 rushes for 892 yards, oh. three touchdowns, two fumbles, one punch <laughs> All right. Can I pick which fan? Yes. All right. Is it going to be Michael Turner? <laughs> no. I, there's, this, there's always somebody near me that I just was like, God, I wish somebody would punch him, so. Yeah. It's going to be a game-time decision. Yep. Uh, no. Nah, uh, actually, so fun fact, I make joke predictions every week just to be a dipshit. Uh-huh. This is a fuck you like the Bengals first happened last week where one of them actually came true. What was that? Overtime? Uh, so, um, no. So, in the game against the Chargers, Jamar Chase dropped a ball, like a pass, a perfect pass. From oh, yeah, yeah. And it was intercepted by the Chargers. So I jokingly predicted this week, this previous week, that a defensive player would drop the ball into the hands of Jamar Chase. There was audio evidence of it, and it actually happened. And I'm very proud of myself. So what now? What's what's going to happen this week? Um, bold prediction. Kendall Hinton comes into the game at quarterback. Ooh. Oh, that's bad for us, but okay. <laughs> Passer rating. I like this. I could see that. Yeah. On a trick play, maybe one, one pass. Yep. Uh, 
he 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 channels his inner Muhammad Sanu with one yeah. yard pass to Garrett Bowles. Uh, now that would be incredible. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but that you Muhammad Sanu is the king of the pass, the wide receiver pass. Yes, he is. And Julian Edelman. Yeah, that's true. Um, real that's quick, true. Um, I think this is going to be a game decided by less than three points. Ooh, I like it. Uh, you, guys just, play, you guys play like that every week, though, so that makes sense. Yeah, for real. Um, I'm going to say, oh, boy. Um, I think that you're going to see a lot of kicks this game. So, wow. Um, Bengals, actually Broncos 23, Bengals 20. I'm calling a Broncos win, and I hate it. But Damn, that's – that's about exactly what I was going to say on this. I was going to give you guys. I was. I'll say twenty-four twenty though. I think. I think we'll see a lot of kicks too. But uh, I think. I mean, Broncos are just tough at home. This is. It's just a tough spot for you guys, but we'll yeah. see. Yeah, but if they, well, I think it'll be a good game though. I agree. I think it'll come down to the end, but. Yep. Hopefully, we are we're ahead, and you guys are chasing. Because if you're ahead, Teddy's not good at the chase. So. Yep. Yeah, I agree with that. He, I don't. I don't see him as like a clutch, come from behind, get down no. higher field with a minute thirty to go. I don't see him as no. that. And I don't see him as a guy that elevates your receivers. I think if you get like a quarterback like Rogers, oh, receiver will be unstoppable. Oh man, that, you know he'd probably make Noah fan good and those three wide receivers. And we have KJ Hamler, who's uh, who's hurt, but yeah. And then this this our Williams looks tough, and I mean the offense is good, defense is good. We're quarterback away from at least being in the mix. Let's I think so. Again, I wouldn't mind losing out and and getting an even higher draft pick that hopefully we can trade to somebody to to Seattle or Green Bay. Oh yeah, uh, <laughs> but that's not fun to root against your team. So I guess I'll go and have some beers and root root for my boys. Yeah, that's a good stadium to watch a game because you guys have that uh. It was a unique, like, fridge situation because, like, you just literally got your beer out and it was, like, it determined what the drink was by weight or something like that. Yeah. I don't know yeah, how it's, it's, that works. It's a, great place to, it's a great place to watch a game. And luckily it's not getting cold yet. <sighs> you know, obviously when it's cold, it sucks, but. Oh, yeah. It's, uh, we, don't, we don't have cold here anymore. I don't know what happened. <laughs> I was watching – I was at week three, um, Bengals – or Broncos Jets – and I was, like, sitting fucking nosebleeds, and it, I was, like, sweating like a motherfucker at that game. Oh, I bet. Yeah. I bet. Um, so, yeah, uh, it'll be a good game. Finally, one more segment. Brand Tobler, what are your plugs? Yes. What are your plugs? Oh, what do I plug? Oh, yeah. I thought you said where are earplugs. I was like, oh, okay. Shit. <laughs> uh, no, um, my only plug is I wrote a book I'm very proud of, an incredible book called Free Roll, available on Amazon, Audible, anywhere books are sold. Uh, other than that. Um, What's your book about? Anywhere, uh, just my life is, uh, in Las Vegas is uh, working for the biggest professional gamblers in the world. So if you like sports and gambling, it is, uh, it's, a, it's a good book. Obviously, I'm biased, but it's a... I used to be a runner, so I'd just carry hundreds of thousands of dollars and run up and down the strip and bet sports for uh, the biggest gamblers, and then a lot of crazy shit happened. And yeah, and I got... so I'll plug something of yours. Uh, so I'm a <laughs> yeah. happening fan, and you had a "This Is Not Happening" on Comedy Central that was like kind of kind of talked about like your life as a gambler and that kind of story and stuff. Yeah. Yeah, just watch "This Is Not Happening" on YouTube. My this not happening and uh it's it's kind of summarizes the book well parts of the book and then uh if you watch that and don't want to get the book then you're an idiot because that's the best that's the best advertisement for the book there is it's uh but no uh yeah there's a this is not happening was i got to do which was awesome because i love that show and it's on youtube and i think it has like five million views that's and only like a thousand people hate it which is a pretty good odds on and they took away dislikes they took away dislikes on YouTube, so. Oh, they did. Oh, they, damn! They, that's what I was most proud of because. Anymore. Oh, that sucks. That's I loved it because I, for that many views, 
my dislike I had it had like fifty thousand likes and only like a thousand dislikes, which really That's gave it some validity because people hate on everything on there. Yep. They're Damn, just, I didn't know that. Yep. But <laughs> no, what's your book called again? I'm sorry, I forgot. It's called Free Roll. Free Roll. Free okay. Free Roll. It's available anywhere. I recommend the audible version because it's me reading it, and people told me it's it's cool to hear the stories from my actual voice. But the book's good. It's Kindle. It's available any, anywhere books are sold, so uh, it makes a great Christmas gift. <laughs> so free roll on any anywhere you can get books. Follow yeah. Brant Tilber on social media. Follow that Brant Tilber, yeah. Uh, this is not happening. Watch this, this is not happening. Go see him in Denver. He fucking rules. He closed out a show when I was at Comedy Works in Denver. He fucking ripped like always, so... Dude, come Thanks, back man. to Go Bananas. Talk to. Link. I will. I will for sure, man. I'm gonna try to hit the road ne- early next year, so I'll be back. Dude, for sure. But and we and we only say this. Um, we say this every episode. So, Brant, I think we only have one thing left to say. Fuck you, Denver Broncos. We like the Bengals. Why, man? Fuck you. We like the Bengals.